Hello, my name's Jack Frimston. And I'm Sarah Tabar. So my friend Jack is an ex-indie pop star. His band were once crowned London's best buskers. They toured with Madness, the Beach Boys, George Ezra, and even supported Tom Jones a few times. He's since had about a million different jobs. I've lost track. And he's travelled all around the world, literally cruising from country to country. And I think most of the time his glass is half full, but he can get easily grumpy. All right, enough of that. And my friend Sarah is a very happy-go-lucky girl who is working her way through the world of music and radio. She has a huge passion for following up-and-coming act, and she even worked as an assistant producer for BBC Radio 6. Ooh la la, check her out. You wouldn't say her glass is half full, you would say it is brimming, full to the top with positivity. It's my friend Sarah Tabar. So we consider ourselves to be as happy as Larry most of the time, I think. But we want to know who is this Larry guy and why is he always so happy? So there seems to be a few theories out there already. So you might have read that Larry was an Australian boxer named Larry Foley in the 1890s, many, many years ago. He won the biggest prize of about $150,000 and a newspaper article in New Zealand had the headlines, Happy as Larry. And guess what? That phrase stuck. But we want to delve deeper and find out who Larry would be in today's world of Instagram, Netflix, Love Island and all of that and work out what makes him so happy and why so many of us may compare our happiness to him. So join us each week when we'll be having a chat about happiness in many different aspects of our lives in a quest to find out who's Larry and why he's so happy. Today we're joined by a very special guest, Jackie Adadeji. She's a writer for The Metro, she's a host at Moth Stories and she's a presenter of her own podcast, Jackie Big Tits. She's got some amazing thoughts and feelings towards the world and she delivers them all in her own uniquely positive and humorous way. In this episode we discuss self-care, bald men from EastEnders and her secret love for Tracy Beaker. It's my good friend, Jackie Adadeji. Hi. How are you, love? I'm good, thanks. How are you? You look radiant. You're glowing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's great to have our first guest. Woo! Uh, so I'll tell Sarah a little bit about... I met you, if you remember, many years ago um, in a call centre in Kentish Town when we were all struggling performers and um, we were in like the same induction group and then I kind of remember we went to the pub afterwards and we got talking and you confessed your love for Max from EastEnders, and I was like, this girl is a hoot. I'm with you on that. I can see it. I'm pretty sure I went through a phase like that. He's the sexiest baked bean you'll ever see in your life. He's fit. I was, I was very, I was very surprised. I thought, uh, do you have a thing for Ross Kemp as well? Or oh, I just made my, up Ross Kemp is sexy as hell. Oh my god. Yeah, just like he's just so macho and just like I just want him to like screw like my light bulb on. I just fancy him so bad. <laughs> screw up. I'm glad that you said light bulb there, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, but I just I remember you just being like this this huge infectious personality and then obviously over the last how how long were you at the call centre? How long did you ah! last? Jack, you're cheeky. I was at the call centre for uh, so we did training for a week and then the next week I got fired. <laughs> Because <laughs> we had we had to keep doing tests, didn't we? And, and I was I started crying. I started crying. I it was just so embarrassing. And actually, I can't remember what the name of the guy was, Rich or something. I can't remember. But I was crying, <laughs> and he was like, "Jackie, it's just a shitty call centre job." And I was like, <laughs> "I know, but like, it's so embarrassing that I just didn't make the final cut." Like, 
And then you just got to like hang your head in shame and leave. You were so funny though, and you brought so much, you, so much joy to the room. And it's been, you know what? It's been beautiful, and we've kind of we've stayed in in touch. This, yes, we're we have. talking like five five years ago, and we've kind of stayed in touch. Yeah, I've been following your journey, and now like I thought, I thought you for a, for a guest to come on the podcast, I thought you'd be a brilliant first guest because you're such a an advocate of happiness and positivity. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, that's what we need here. That's what we need because I can be a bit of a a grumpy git sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the, you're like the the other end of the Larry scale sometimes. <laughs> I'm not Larry. I'm 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 Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are. You're like like typical glass, like half full. Whereas sometimes I'm like, I didn't order this glass. I want a new glass. Just put a put a shot of vodka in that glass. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you're one of those. Mm, sometimes, but no. A lot of the time, I can be positive. Sarah's quite positive. She just giggles at anything. Yeah, too much in terms of the laughter. I kind of just no. Just you can never giggle off. too much. Never. No, yeah, this is true. Where do you think it comes from? Why are you so positive, Jackie? That's a really good question. I guess it's because I know what it's like to be unhappy. I always try and see the positive in situations because I don't like when things happen to me. I don't like it when bad things happen to me and then like I mope around for ages. And Because I find that people mope and they mope and they mope and they complain and they're, you know, but it doesn't change your situation. Like only you can do that. So I think for yeah. me, it's also like because I've suffered in like in my life in you know on many occasions so because of that I what to be happy is like I know it's like to be sad and I, I count my blessings and I'm grateful and I just try and see everything bad as a positive because you can't let bad things in life define you or you'll never you'll never move on you'll never you'll never progress so I think it's like spinning things that happen to you um and like I said I don't like being defined by bad things that happen to me it's just having a spin on things because we only have one life to live. That's, I mean, mm. you know, we, that's that's all we have. You know, we're not cats. We don't have nine lives. Like, we have one life. <laughs> and it's like, you know, everyone in this life is going to suffer. But it's how you move on and how you overcome those that defines who you really are. So yeah. I think for me, it's just um, like, I'm happy because I know what it's like to be unhappy. And I... And I, there's so many things for me to be grateful for. You know, we we all are blessed in one way or the other. So it's using that as a positive. Because um, there's always something that you have that someone is wishing for, you know? so Exactly. There's there's a beautiful, like, uh, picture that went around on Instagram. And it's like, there's a guy on a, a bicycle and he's looking at the guy on the motorbike and he's like, I wish I had a motorbike. And then the right. guy on the motorbike is looking at the fast car and he's going, I wish I had a fast car. And then there's a guy in a wheelchair go, going, I, I wish I could just drive. And And it's so funny to look back, like, when I like five years ago, I was like, oh, these are the things I want to do. And I've done them. And once you've achieved them, you kind of like, okay, but what's next? It takes time for you to take a moment and say, you know what, these are the things I'm grateful for. And I actually, you do have to take a, a moment of breath and clarity to say, oh, wow. Definitely. The grass is always greener. The grass is always greener. It's, it's, it's it. true, unfortunately, for a lot of things, but you just kind of have to remember. And I think one of the things you kind of hit the, the nail on the head with is, do you, do you think happiness is a choice? Oh, definitely. I think you have to choose to you you I think like I always think like what you are actively doing, you are choosing. So, it's like for me, I feel like I'm choosing to see the positive in this situation. So, I'm choosing mm. to to find an a happy outcome. You know, that is or I'm or I or even if there isn't a happy outcome, it's like, well, okay, I'm gonna see how I can use this to benefit me in a positive way. Because 
I think that you know we can sit and we can mope around and we can do this and X Y Z, but it doesn't it doesn't like nothing good comes from that. I think you have to choose. Yeah. You have to choose to see. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna be do do this. I'm gonna. You have to actively choose those things. I think like no one is like. I don't think anyone is like a hundred percent happy all the time. You know, like I don't think anybody is, but you know, you get moments where you're just like, yeah, do you know what? I'm all right, you know? And I think that I actively choose and I, and I, and I also in the morning, like I read loads of positive affirmations and things like that. Like I am worthy. I am this, I am that because I am putting in the work to continue to live a happy lifestyle because it's so easy to look outside and be fucking miserable. Sorry. I just swore, but it's really, <laughs> it's, do I mean, it's easy to just go outside and just something just pisses you off and your day is just ruined and you're just, or you're just irritated about something or you remember something that happened when you were like 10 that like your dad did and you're just so pissed off. <laughs> but it's like, actually, yeah. you just, you, I have to actively choose to just see the positive in things, you know. I'm in, I'm in charge of my own life just as we are all in charge of our own life. So, you know, it's taking control of that. That's a beautiful way of putting it. And it's so nice to hear someone like kind of actively saying that and kind of promoting it. And because you're right, it's so easy to kind of just, just sit around just sit there and mope around especially when there's things that can get you down so easily it's probably easier to just sit there and be miserable about it rather than try and see the positive and I think you've yeah. got you've got to think of it a little bit like imagine you are a plant and you're not you're not having any sunshine or you're not being watered you, you are just gonna kind of sit there and rot away and decay it's like you you've got to do the things for yourself that are gonna bring the happiness like you've got to get outside you've got to maybe go for a run you've got to interact with people you've got a sticky extenders on and watch watch your favorite <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> favorite baby for a little while you you were talking before you were saying about kind of you do affirmations now me and sarah we're on this like little hunt to find out who this larry fella is and why he's always so bloody happy <laughs> you reckon like do the affirm because the affirmations are something i've kind of dabbled with and obviously people talk about meditation and stuff like that and to, to kind of get you in the mood for it and it's not so, I, I wish it was something i woke up and i kind of was like you know what, i'm gonna do it but i never i never do but do you think that is something that has a huge effect on your your happiness on a daily basis definitely because the way we speak to ourselves is very important i'm very guilty mm. of you know when you make a mistake and you're like you idiot and you like kick off at yourself and it's like it's fine it's fine and i've for a long time i have always given myself a hard time like oh you're stupid or you're this or you're that and la la and when we when we say that to ourselves we allow other people to say those things and the, and the thing yeah. is it's all about you know i think about belief systems and how you see yourself is very important because if you see yourself as this stupid idiot or this dumb person then if someone else you know says oh you're, you're stupid you're, it's just reconfirming that belief you have of yourself. It might not even be true, but because you tell it to yourself so much, you think that's the truth. And so I realised that, like, I'm not stupid. That's that's not... So I realised that I need to be kinder to myself because we're not... I don't think as human beings, we're not kind enough to ourselves. So I, I'm all about self-love and self-care more so than ever. And yeah. I think for me, positive affirmations are important because I can't wait for somebody to tell me who I am or what I am. I have to believe that for myself. So if I think I'm worthy, I need to tell myself that I'm worthy. I'm not going to wait for someone's validation to tell me what I am because, you know, if you live by people's opinions, you die by their decisions. And I don't want to live like that. So I think for me, it's like, okay, cool. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know what? You're a great person. You're this. And I always think about things I'm grateful for. You know, I'm, I think it's important to take that time for yourself and, and actually think, you know what? I'm actually a really sick person. Like who wouldn't want to be friends with me? I'm sorry. 
Like I am, and it's not arrogance. It's like, of course you're a bloody fun person. You're a great person. It's like you need to tell yourself these things because even like you know in life when things happen to you, or maybe you might fall out of people or bad situations happen, it's easy to just think, oh well, I'm X, Y, and Z. But it's like, okay, do you know what? You then switch. You switch that negative view and think, okay, do you know what? This has happened to me. It's very negative. But the but the but the main thing here is, you know, I'm a good person. You know what I mean? It's like you need to like believe these things about yourself, mm-hmm. and that's why positive self affirmations for me are really important because. I had spent like pretty much my whole childhood thinking I was X, Y, and Z. And I realised that you can't be, you know... And also, not everyone is going to say to you, oh, no, you're not, you're not, you're not. Some people just won't say anything because they don't know what to say. And you're expecting them to, <laughs> to, to then give you the support and then say, yeah, do you know what, you're not stupid. But we can't wait for people to tell us those things. It all starts with us. So that's yeah. why I think it's really important. Um, but I guess I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea. It took me a, it took me a while to get to this point. But I'm here now and I'm, I'm not looking back. I think that's the whole thing about kind of aging as well. Like when when you are like early twenties, you're not, you don't get it at twenty one. So I definitely think Larry's definitely gonna be like thirties. Like <laughs> if he's so happy all the time, he's definitely he's definitely got some life experience. But like you were saying, like there's that line between arrogance and confidence, and it's right. just about kind of saying, you know what, this is what I am. Like we're all, none of us asked to to be here. None of us said like nine months before you know what I, I i fancy i fancy my shot it's like we're all born imperfect human beings we're all like we're born like to imperfect parents and none of us are ever going to be perfect it's just along the way of going what are we doing like where, where's our path like what what's the the crack and we're just trying to get better and kind of as long as we can do that while treating people with kindness and treating ourselves with kindness along the way. I think that's kind of definitely the whole point. and self-awareness is key here is like knowing why you do things or knowing why you react to things like that. You know, it's like taking we have to take control. I think like I'm all about taking control because I think it's, you know, if we do things or we hurt people, you know, if someone says, okay, well, Jackie, when you did this, it really hurt me. It's important for me to then go back and go, okay, well, why, why did you do that? Where does that come mm. from? I think self-awareness is because by having self-awareness, you can take control, more control of your life. You know, people mm. can't tell you that you did X, Y and Z and you're like, oh, I don't know why I did that. It's important to know why and tap into yourself, because like you yeah. rightfully said, we're all imperfect. And like our parents are imperfect. Life is imperfect. So it's working through like that our imperfect living, but also just finding the good things about us that are actually like they are perfect bits to us you know so it's like actually finding the perfect within us in a imperfect world is important that's what I think makes me happy is that like I understand what my imperfections are but I also understand the things that I'm bloody good at and you know and that's important for me because that's what makes me happy so um I think it's finding that balance I guess yeah and I think you you kind of you nail it I, I was reading your article in the metro and it's kind of about people trying to dim your light and saying you're too this or oh, you're God. too that and it's like yeah. and I feel like like you said that um you both mentioned it that line between like arrogance and confidence I think it's so important to to kind of be aware that it's okay to be confident otherwise you kind of end up putting yourself down because you don't want to seem arrogant oh god but then actually it wouldn't be arrogant it would just be you kind of showing the things that you're good at and and the things that do make you happy exactly and then if you can't show that then that kind of will have an impact on your happiness it's all kind of this knock-on effect definitely and I'm sure Sarah you can you probably had experiences where even as a woman you know if there's you know if you're in a meeting or whatever and like you it's like almost like when someone asks a question and you know that you've got this brilliant answer, but because you just feel yeah. like, oh, no one's going to listen to me. And then someone else says it, another man says it, and you think, 
that's exactly but then you're angry yourself why didn't I speak up you know what I mean you're like why didn't I say yeah, anything for sure. and it's like even as women we do it we like kind of like dim ourselves somewhat just oh no maybe maybe I shouldn't and I've done that so many times that I'm like not doing it anymore because I'm like and also I think the kid in me is like no like I got it first <laughs> Oh, my God, yeah, definitely. No, I wouldn't say it first. I'd be like teacher's pet. Like, no. Especially, I feel like, actually, weirdly, I feel like when I was younger, I was more likely to speak up and be more confident than than I am now, weirdly. I don't know why that is, but I feel like I kind of hold back a bit more and I've become become more conscious on that and I try not to do it so much. But I definitely went through a phase, maybe like you said, it was like early 20s, where I kind of held back a lot more than I used to. And then I became wary of that. And I was like, why am I doing that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, this isn't, this isn't me. Like, and then you see other people speaking up, like lots of men and speaking up, being really confident. And you think, well, why? Like, I'm confident. Why can't, why can't I speak I up? That? I think there's definitely yeah. levels to confidence as well. Because I think that you have moments where, like, you're confident and then moments where you're... Or there's things that you're confident in and other things that you're not confident in. So, like you know but, yeah but also I think there's also a difference between like being overconfident and because I think that a lot of over overconfidence is a mask for massive insecurity you know like some of these people you meet oh, yeah, yeah definitely. some of these people you meet and they're just a bit they're just a bit cocky and I'm like <laughs> darling 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 <laughs> what's gone wrong with yeah your like life? <laughs> you don't need to you've already told you know people that always have to just like they feel like they've got a point to prove and stuff and always like making yeah. a point of, i did x y and z and like so okay yeah that's fine like because the people that are the most confident they do stuff in silence you won't even know you know mm-hmm. so you can kind of tell they won't need to keep talking no. about it <laughs> exactly but it's that constant seek for validation and that's kind of the thing it is and it's it's kind of what it all stems down to is the inner child within us saying can somebody pick me up and just love me? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that is, it is. Even though these people are saying, look how many likes I got on this or look at my new car. It is just it is just these scared children. And even in mm-hmm. 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds, it goes all the way up. And I think as you learn, you kind of, and this is the whole thing of maturity and kind of becoming more responsible. You kind of let go of that inner child more and say, you know what, I'm, I'm an adult now and I don't need to. But yeah. you do, you will see fifty year olds walking around and they're saying validate me. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just basically they're fifty year old blokes, but they're just wearing nappies and they've got dummies in their mouths. Right, but it just you know what it means. It just goes to show that like as children, how how important validation is for us. Because if you don't get it in your childhood, you spend a lot of your life trying to seek it from other people and usually the wrong people. And if we give the if we give people the power to give us validation, we give them the power to take it away. And that's a problem yeah. because you sh- the validation should come from within. We should validate mm-hmm. ourselves. And I think we don't do that enough. And I think also, you know, social media is a big part in it, isn't it? It's like, if I'd, I mean, I've done this before. I'm not going to act like on my freaking high horse where like I'll upload a picture <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me, where are my likes? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is, it, what is this? I need to look at the I algorithm. Not buy this pretty little thing's dressed for nothing. You know <laughs> right. I mean? I'm like, hold on. And then because I don't get likes in about five minutes, I'm like, I'm just going to delete this. Doesn't mean the picture's not nice, though. But again, it's that thing of like seeking that, getting validation from other. But it's like, just post it because you like it. It doesn't matter what other people think. And I think that it's kind of like trying to unlearn those things of like. Absolutely. Unlearning bad habits. Exactly. We all, we all, I suppose, it's part of our nature is we sort of subconsciously seek approval. So. 
Yeah. We um, talked about the social media where we were saying how, um, like when you go away, when you're doing things, kind of, um, you know, going to different countries and stuff and you feel like you need to keep taking photos right. and posting them on social media. Yeah. And we were like, why do we do that? And I think it is, it is that thing of you kind of want to show people like, look, I'm really you know, I'm really cool and I go to all these places and all of that. And but and it's like, you're just looking for that validation when, you know, you should just enjoy it. It's almost like if you didn't film it, it didn't happen. That's what it yeah. is. Exactly. It's like that. And I'm so guilty of so that. Sad. Like, <laughs> so sad. I, tr- I try not to post them anymore. I just send them to my mum because I know I'm going to get a positive response, whatever. <laughs> and then, Looks great. Okay, next. So researchers think that roughly 40% of our happiness is under our own control, with the other 60% made up of a complex interaction of genes and life circumstances. It's a bit sciencey that. So in theory, they're saying that by engaging in positive mental and physical habits, we can still exert a lot of control over our own happiness. But if only it was really that simple. Jackie, I want to ask you yes. about... Jackie Big Tits. Yes, you can ask me. Tell me about it. Okay, so Jackie Big Tits is me because my name's Jackie, I've got big tits. Apparently, I'm a, <laughs> well, I am, I think I'm a double G, but then I'm, I'm on this like booby Facebook group and then they tell me I'm a double J, so that is literally. A booby Facebook? <laughs> like, I'm a J, I'm a double J, I feel sick. Um, so, Jackie Big Tits is my podcast, <laughs> which my dad is also not a fan. He's a vicar, doesn't like the name, he's very angry, but there we go. Um, Jackie Big Tits is about. Um, me sort of I tell everybody everything like I'm just very Uber driver someone at the bus I tell everyone my business um, because I'm all about transparency and my podcast um, is about transparency and me being open about things whether that be relationships family trauma finances whatever it is me just trying to understand life in my 20s and the things that are happening because things are always happening quite rapidly um, and I have guests on there who I ask them about their experiences the reason why I called it Jackie Big Tits was because it's this funny thing of like, because I've got big tits, right? I know that people see them like instantly. People will act like, oh, they haven't seen them. I'm like, I've seen your eyeballs rolling as I'm talking. So for me, it's like the elephant in the room. That's why I called it. It's like addressing the so elephant. So you have to make it like a statement. Kind of. like you, you have to say it before other people. Exactly. Just... <laughs> so it's like when, exactly. So when I say to people, my podcast is called Jackie Big Tits, they're like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, I know you've Got looked you. at my tits. So don't, don't try. It's fine. It's fine. It's just awkward when you try to explain that to your boss. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's like, it's all about confronting the elephant in the room. And for me, it's like, okay, my, this is me. This is my tits. And, and in the, in the content that we talk about, it's like, this is me. This is my issues. Also, I think when you are vulnerable with other people, they will be vulnerable with you. And I think vulnerability is very powerful and we are not, we don't show our vulnerability as, as much. And I think I grew up feeling a lot of shame around being vulnerable and, and asking for help. I was very bad at asking people for help. I do it on my own, I don't need your help. But actually we do need help. So for me, it's like almost like a bit of a therapy for me and just talking about life. And yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoy it because um, it's freeing. And every time I do an episode, I can leave that query or that issue in that episode and move on with my life. It's like I can close the chapter and move on so for me it's very therapeutic and it's therapeutic for people and sometimes they say oh no I shouldn't have said this can you edit it out and I'm like darling I would never edit it out this is in <laughs> fact that's the he- that's the top line <laughs> like you know I want it to be like no limits just free talking that's it like you would talk to a stranger that you've never met you tell them your deepest yeah. darkest secrets that's the kind of stuff because that's where the power is for me 
it's kind of just like getting the weight off your shoulders. And I think that probably comes down to like being happy as well. When you're not carrying around these burdens or these thoughts or these un- unhappinesses exactly. with money or debt or relationship or work, if you're like, look, this is what's going on. At least you're like, well, it's out on the table. Like I'm not, I'm not going home and worrying about it. And this little niggling anxiety is growing and kind of bearing inside me like a, a, a worm in an apple. Exactly. And it, we need to share. We need to talk. We need to like, and I feel like we don't do it enough. And I always encourage people to talk to strangers. And like, I've told so many strangers my business. It is a joke. Like, I have, even when I was like spitting up with my ex, I was in front of this woman and I was like, excuse me. And she was like, yes. I was like, why does love always have to hurt? And she was like, Lord have mercy. But then we ended up getting into this deep chat. She gave me loads of advice. Dump my boyfriend. You know, life went on. And it's like, these are the things we need to talk more. And I, I think, I don't, I, I think when we, we hold things in, you know, you, you internalise, we internalise so many things that have happened to us when actually sometimes you just need someone to, to, to tap you on the back and go, that's okay, that happened to me too. And you're all right. That's what, you, that's what yeah. we need. That's what we need sometimes. And I think that it's important to share. It doesn't even matter if it, it doesn't have to be with a stranger. It could be with anyone, you know. And I, I always encourage that. I think it's really important to share all your your business so larry so larry might be at a bus stop spilling his guts out telling everyone his business and larry might also have big boobs who knows this is this is it i think yeah we we as human beings i think sometimes we can just be so like uptight a little bit yeah definitely. it's it's really funny because obviously when we're when we're children we're grow we're taught like stranger danger and don't talk to strangers and all this kind of stuff but then as you stranger get older, danger do you remember stranger danger and now it's like that's where i get my most of my therapy is through um and obviously i have a therapist but but sort of sharing it's a lot cheaper as well it's, it's, it is <laughs> so much cheaper and you never have to see them again so it's like <laughs> they don't know you from a bar of soap so it's like i could just tell you what they're like but again it's like this is we need to share more and I think we don't. And I think when people are uptight, I, I find myself like investigating, like plod, like poking them, like, why? Why are you like this? And then it always comes to people saying, okay, yeah. well, when I was younger, I tried to speak up and no one wanted to hear me. Or, you know, I, I've, I've always felt shame talking about X, Y, and Z. And it's like, we shouldn't feel shame. These are the things that like unite us together is actually, I think some of the negative things is what actually brings us closer as opposed to like the positive things. So mm-hmm. you talked earlier about um, how you read positive affirmations in the morning. And you've just been saying how you like, you know, you'll chat to strangers and it'll make you feel better. What else do you do to kind of pick you up, like put you in a good mood if you're ever feeling a bit down? Are there any other little tips that you might have? Well, I also sometimes I ghost. Like I'm a bit of a ghoster, <laughs> not in like, <laughs> like, you know what it is? I think when you've got a big personality, you are all for everyone all the time. When people are sad or they they come to you, you're like the the like battery charger that just boosts them up. You are you are Luca's aid. You give them that glucose and they're like, Psh! and then you find oh hold on a second, when I'm sad, who do I go to? You know what I mean? Because yeah. people are so used yeah. to you being in that role. So what I tend to do is I take time for myself. Sometimes I just put my phone in airplane mode for a couple of days. Um, I'll check my emails on my laptop, and I will just. Do all the things that, like, I used to do as a kid. For example, I'm obsessed with Tracy Beaker. Sorry, I know I'm 26, but oh, she series great. is on iPlayer. And I'm like, it just reminds me of being 10. Is it on iPlayer? I did not know that. That's the rest of my day it's, sorted. Honestly, it's even it's even funnier. Now you're older, you're like, oh, that is very smart, Tracy. <laughs> so, and, and like, I, I, like, I watch things from my childhood. I read, I go for walks. 
so that I can feel more present because I feel like sometimes I'm not that present. It's like when you meet a friend and something and then they say something and you're like, oh, that's so crazy. And then it's like, hold on, what did they actually just say? I just I just said that's crazy, <laughs> but I don't know what they said. So for me, it's taking the time out to be more present within yourself. I also yeah. um, love just like reading and treating myself. I obviously, prior to lockdown, I would take myself for dinner and lunch. I'm like, can you just treat yourself to a really nice meal from Bill's. Just do it. You know, I don't need someone to come with me. Just have time. Is, it, to... is Bill's the high point? Bill's, <laughs> Bill's is the high point. Bill's is the high point. They're like, table for two? I'm like, sort of, something like that. Um, <laughs> I'll have a starter and a main. Yeah, he's running late. Um, <laughs> but just taking time for myself is really important. That's what I mean about self-care. You know, it's not just having a face mask and like, watching a nice Netflix film. It's actually taking the time to be present with yourself. And also for me, it's like writing things, like even like just poetry and like just dabbling in things that I wouldn't usually, because I just think there's like so much to us and I don't like being confined to like, I don't know, just Jackie Big Tits. There's more to me than that. So also it's tapping into like all these other things or drawing or just doing random things. They're things that make me happy, you know? Um, And yeah, I think... I'm a bit of a daydreamer and I always have been. So for me, it's like just having the time to daydream. Um, I love going back to my inner child. I love it. I love it. When I was eight, I actually wrote to Willy Wonka and he wrote to me back. (laughs) He wrote back to you? Yeah. What did he say? He sent me this like book. I need to find it. And it's all about the Oompa Loompas, all the different ones. And he was like, thank you so much. I didn't even know it was real. Well, I didn't write. But then, you know, they used to sell the Wonka bars. They used to sell like yeah. like the Wonka bars. So then I remember I was eating it one day and then I saw that it said like Nestle's address at the back. I think I was just a bit too excited after watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I ran home like Charlie. Like, I don't know if I was running because <laughs> there was nothing to run for. So I ran home and I was like, I'm going to write. I'm going to write to Willy Wonka. So I just wrote a letter saying, dear Willy Wonka, I love your chocolate, blah, 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 blah. And then I put Willy Wonka and then Nestle's address. And then I obviously put right back to so-and-so. And they actually wrote back to me. So you, you wrote to a chocolate factory and you got a book. Uh, as, as a chubby little 11-year-old, I would have been gutted. <laughs> I, would have, I would have been expecting a live supply and chocolate. You I definitely would have, would have had a tantrum. I would have, definitely. Jackie, um, when would you say you've been your happiest? Like, What is the peak where you've looked around and you've had a moment and you've like, this is wow it doesn't get much better than this does it i've had moments like that maybe a couple of times in my life i would probably say like two years ago i uh i used to do like airbrush tattooing at festivals and like (laughs) do i know it's really random but like do like people's glitter and all this kind of stuff and i remember like it was i was at latitude festival it was really hot i was having like uh rose in a box or whatever and like doing people's glitter makeup and you know, everyone was smiling and like the music was great. The vibe was great. And I just thought, you know what? I'm actually really happy right now. Like this is actually great. And I get energy from other people who are different to me. So I was around different people. It was just like exciting. And I'm like, this is what life is all about experiencing things. I always think if it's good, it's amazing. If it's bad, it's experience. And just being around people different to me, it's so, it's, although I was muddy and all this kind of stuff, I was just like, this is, this is amazing. Life isn't, there's so much more to life than like having a good job and doing X, Y, X, Y, Z. I like just doing random shit that doesn't make sense to anybody but me. That's, they're the moments when I'm happy because yeah. I feel like that's experiencing things. And like, I probably won't get a moment like that again because I don't do that anymore. But just to be around 
people I'm never going to see again and the energy and the vibe and the I'm doing people's glitter and people are telling me all their life stories and stuff as I do their face and I just thought wow this is like this is for once you were kind of the lady at the bus stop and they're kind of do you know what I mean like exactly and everyone I was working with were like proper hippies like they had no shoes on they weren't even bathing are they hippies or is that just the usual festival Anything goes at a festival. Yeah, to be honest, it's the usual festival stuff. They were like, oh, baby wipes. I'm like, nah, I need shower. But even just that, <laughs> it's all different. And it's all... And actually, when I first started airbrush tattooing, I, I remember I got there and I thought, what am I doing here? This is not my thing. Like, this is... And I just mm. judged everybody from the outside. Nah, why am I here? This is a waste of time. But there is so much fun in exploring people that you would never meet usually. Yeah. And there's just something, and I just feel like we don't do that enough. So actually at that time I thought, yeah, do you know what? This is amazing. Because do you, do you ever, I do this sometimes, do you ever miss moments even when they're happening? Like, yeah. I, like things happen yeah. and they're happening and I'm happy, but I miss it already because I know it's going to be a memory. It's like you're already kind of sad about the fact that it's going to be over rather than just enjoying it to the max. Exactly. And so I, and I'm trying to teach myself how to just, stop worrying about like that and just enjoy it for what it is and I think that now that's what I'm going to try and do more I get that completely I think I think the moments that you kind of you expect not to be amazing it's kind of the unexpected sometimes are so amazing Jackie it's been, it's been beautiful chatting to you today you're such a, a positive ray of light and I think we've learned that Larry might not wear shoes he doesn't shower He's definitely a I reckon therapist. he's definitely at a festival. He's, he's at a Larry's definitely at a festival. He's, got he's off his head. And he's got big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Jackie, honestly, I, I love listening to your podcast. Like you, you, you make me giggle all the time. And, and when you first walked into that call centre, you, you got me giggling then oh, as well. <laughs> Although it didn't last long. I Beautiful. feel happier already after this. Oh, it was great speaking to you both. And stay happy. I feel like you've given so many, like, beautiful quotes that I'm going to have to go through and then write them on my wall to later on. All the way. Thank you, Jackie. A pleasure. I genuinely feel so much happier after that. It was just like a ball of sunshine. She's right when she says she's like a Duracell battery. She just kind of charges you up. And I think she's she's like a detective. She's, she's helped us on the hunt for Larry. There's so many things that, that she was saying that I was like, that's so true. And like, you, you do need to kind of reinforce yourself when it does come to being happy yeah and it sounded like she literally is like a detective when she was saying how um, you know she meets someone who's really uptight and she's there like trying to work out what's wrong with them and eventually finds it out she's one of those people she's just kind of she's like louis theroux she gets it all out of you she just kind exactly, of exactly the female the, louis theroux the female louis theroux there she is jackie <laughs> thank you for listening today guys it was amazing to have the wonderful jackie yadadeji on my name is jack frimston my name's Sarah Tabar and join us for our next episode where we'll be pondering whether or not Larry has a nine to five. Ooh, let's see what happens.